Hello and welcome to the latest episode from your beloved Fan Critical. Uh, And this week we are looking to the future. Spooky, spooky. Is that the name of the show? Is that what we're calling it? Um, We have no name for the show. This is like a a Fan Critical catch-up because we have a gap in our schedule before some big films come out. Mm. And we figure we haven't done one of these this year, which is something we always enjoy doing which is a uh, preview of what we are excited to see in 2022. We're going back to the shows Mm. about the future. So let's call it... Back to the future. Back to the shows in the future. Very good. Uh, That voice is Gareth. He's joining me this week um, in the absence of the other three. Hello. Lemmings, who couldn't be here this week. Uh, They've all followed, followed each other off a cliff. Gareth um but yeah we're here uh and we're the most important ones if anything so don't worry about them correct OG OG members yeah the OGs uh 2022 not been off to the greatest starts in terms of um just the human race really um so what better way Gareth to you know if you can a form of escapism if you will uh, look ahead to some some TV that we might be excited to see, and some films, and some films. Um, what are you, what are your hopes for this year? Uh, not like, don't tell me no, what you're I'm not, excited for yet. I won't go into it yet. I won't go into it yet. Don't worry, I understand the format. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you know? Uh, yeah, the anything at the moment to avoid having the news on. So I told you this the yeah. other day. Um, my wife and I are actually. It's bizarre, out of nowhere, we're watching Entourage, which mm. um, in a lot of ways is a show that like just wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be made today. The The world has come f- f- quite a distance. Too far. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, it's a escapism of the highest order. Is That is like ultimate escapism, especially if you're a 14-year-old boy. So, correct. you know... That entourage when I was a kid, bloody brilliant show. Now, when I look back at it, I go, Ooh, I don't know, some of this stuff okay. But <laughs> who knows? You know what? My my wife, who is not a 14-year-old boy, just to clarify, absolutely loves well, it. Well. 33-year-old woman. Um, she loves oh. it. So that's... So that's um, that is good. Well, Isn't that lovely? I, I feel like it's a, it says more about her, to be honest. Um, right. So the idea of this show is we're going to list... Uh, things that we think are going to be highlights of the year okay and when we say highlights of the year we mean for us personally because obviously there might be some better things out there some more prestige things out there not the film the prestige because bloody hell that is top notch but i mean things that we might potentially cover whether it be a weekly format that we cover it in or whether it's just a one-off review Um, and these are things that we've sort of as a group discussed uh, as sort of with a highlighter pen, we've marked them and we've said, hey, we might we might come on to this this year. This is something we could actually cover. So I'm going to kick things off, Gareth, with something that I know is dear to everyone's hearts in the podcast and something we actually have never had the privilege of discussing on the podcast. References to this franchise series, um, novel, these novels, uh, Sometimes do crop up. Mainly Lucy will bring it up every now and then. Uh, she bloody loves it. Despicable Me. <laughs> it is, of course, Despicable Me 4. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, this is Lord of the Rings. 
And oh yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, you've heard of that one, yeah. Amazon obviously bought the rights to uh, essentially produce a Lord of the Rings serialized show. Now, when this was first announced, which I think was about three years ago, it's one of the most expensive shows ever made. Um, the rights cost a lot of money as well. And it is upon us. 2022 is the year in which we will see the Rings of Power, which has now been revealed. There has been a short one-minute teaser. Haven't you ever wondered what else is out there? There's wonders in this world beyond our wandering. also been a sort of really cool title announcement where they actually if you've seen this listeners it's the one where it says rings of power and they're basically forging it they pour like the (laughs) molten steel into the um the the formation of the, the the title which says rings of power and at the time you watch it and you kind of sit there and go that's amazing animation and then they actually released a two minute making of video it's incredible it's real the whole thing's real uh and they used like real in-depth lenses and tracking movements to get these amazing cinematic uh flair on this title and um when that was announced i you know i'm very excited and then you know i think for us as a group to be passionate about something um as lord of the rings we love our historical um historical we love our <laughs> documentaries <laughs> not, or uh, documentaries about history yeah we are a big fan um yeah, yeah are you excited for this one gareth to, to to delve back into the fantasy realm of course together of course but uh, yeah i mean anything medieval fantasy is just it's just like it's it's made for us isn't it um you know we we sort of i feel like as a podcast we kind of veered off into primarily dealing with marvel and you know there's a space there's a place that, for that yeah. but that's not that's not that's not what we're built on those aren't our foundations no stuff like this no we'll talk mm. yeah but all right yeah well we're gonna yeah we'll talk about more foundations later about you know oh the, well, the yes of course as a whole of course mm. um uh but yeah this is what we know about the rings of power guy this is what we yeah, know go on. we know it takes place in the second age okay Lord of the Rings, for anyone who doesn't know, is split up into four ages, okay? There's the creation of everything, the first age. Then there's the second age. The third age is where Lord of the Rings... The end of the third age is where Lord of the Rings takes place and the Fellowship, the Hobbit, blah, blah, blah. And the fourth age is when, spoiler warning, Aragorn becomes king and there's hopefully peace and prosperity Well, he, he kicks off the fourth age, doesn't he? It's like, oh, yeah, welcome to a new he age. Does. Welcome to a new age. And that is how it ends. 
um, in the many, many scenes in the epilogue on Return of the King. Now, we know this one takes place in the Second Age. Uh, and this is, the Second Age is important because it is where all of the rings were forged. Okay, so there's 20 rings of power, three for elves, seven for dwarves, nine for mortal men, and one for Sauron. So this series is primarily going to focus on the forging of those rings. You're going to see characters like Elrond, Galadriel, uh, who had rings at the time. Uh, you'll potentially see Gandalf, potentially. It's difficult to say because there's a lot of rumours. He didn't technically, re- he wasn't really around in the Second Age. It's difficult, but there's rumours that he might be there because it's such a big draw, obviously, for, for an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're going to see the epic uh, tale of Numenor and the last alliance of elves and men, which is, if you remember, kind of how the first film, The Fellowship of the Ring, opens with that huge battle and the alliance of, of, of men and elves taking on Sauron in Mordor, mm. okay? And a sealed door and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So... It, 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 it it's going for stuff where we know the outcome which i always worry about because it's and we'll, this comes on to another show we'll talk about later but you kind of know everything or at least you think you know everything you know what i mean it's written it well has it, been written, it, so there's a thing i mean people used to say that ahead of the the star wars mm. like prequels prequels Um, yes and at the time Uh, people were excited not to find out not to find out what happens but how it happens and no i was really excited gareth to see all of the trade implications and the trade blockades uh because you're a fucking loser but (laughs) no obviously let's let's be fair i think i think i think maybe everybody and sort of you know culture as a whole has been burnt by those prequels and we're, we're, we're maybe a lot more cynical about um, going into something like this if this is done well and you know some things like not including Gandalf would probably be a good call um, mm. but if it's done well it could be amazing just the chance to go back to this universe and to see again not necessarily what happened, although I would also say that there are lots of people who would be really into this that don't necessarily mm. know like what exactly happens. They might they might know you know that certain people survive, I guess. But yeah, it, they know the general beats, but they don't know the intricacies and how they got there. Yeah, I mean, and, and to be to be honest with you, I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan, and I, my knowledge of that era is patchy i've read a few things i've read the silmarillion which is a huge um book that details a bit of the first age the second age mm. um and was released after lord of the rings i believe so fills in some gaps but it's been a long time since i've read it and i'm sure they're going to take some creative license with some of these characters as well because they can yeah you know what i mean a lot of the texts around that time aren't set in stone their interpretations a lot of tolkien's work wasn't necessarily finished either it was pieced together um, posthumously um, after his death. Just give Gandalf like a massive motorbike or something. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> Just puts his shades down and off he goes. Um, nah, so I, I think this is a show that we're, we're going to love watching as a group. Mm. 
And I also think it's one we might cover week to week. Uh, luckily, Amazon sticks to a week to week format, which makes podcasting a lot easier for us um, anyway, because things like Stranger Things on Netflix and stuff like that has been really tough for us before because it is just it's just out all at once. It's a real problem. Yeah. Um, there's no way we can keep the discussion going for long enough with a show like that because everyone has finished talking about it in two weeks, you know, whereas something drawn out is much better. So I, I, I think this is one we could definitely cover week to week, don't you think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. You you heard it here first. I mean, look, Lucy's going to be over the moon. So she'll she'll be doing just maybe a solo podcast on it. Uh, well, that me and Gaz can check Yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying let's do it. I'm by no means committing myself 100% full-time to this. So mm, um, mm. by let's do it, I mean, Lucy, do it and have a great time. And sometimes we'll be there as well. Mm. Well, that's the Rings of Power. Amazon 2022 slated for, I would say, autumn 2022. Um, autumn for you Northern Hemisphere people. Um Gareth Wright, Ooh. next thing on the list. Speaking of Northern Hemisphere people. Oh, <laughs> Northern Hemisphere people. Go on then. I'm going to bring um, a movie to the table. Um, oh, yeah. And it's it's set very much in the Northern Hemisphere. It's set in Iceland. Um, and it's the, uh, the new um, uh, Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, Father, my king. Father! Remember for whom you shed your last teardrop. I can feel now. looks looks good this fucking cool um so it looks fucking this cool. is a bit weird like it's um it's written by robert eggers but also like a poet an icelandic poet um i think mm. i think he's a, a sort of a novelist as well but um yeah i feel like it's gonna have proper icelandic roots to it it's gonna it's gonna really tap into that uh which would be awesome but it's um so it's like a um 
It's quite a Macbethian type story, isn't it? Yeah. Shakespearean. Very, very Shakespearean. Um, It's, wouldn't it be, would it be Hamlet? Hamlet, Hamlet, I think. The story is probably most similar to. I'm not great with my Shakespeare, um, but I think this is a Hamletian story. So it's um, essentially just a very, very brief synopsis. It's set um, sort of 10th century Iceland, I think. Um, and we've got uh, a little young Viking prince who essentially is there when his his father is killed and he has to run away and flee and go into hiding. And then I, I guess the majority of the film is once he's he's grown up from being this skinny little boy into this fucking massive Viking. Um, played by uh, Skarsgård. Played by... Which one? By I hear you ask. Well, I can the, tell you the, the answer to one. that. Um, the buff the one. The buff one, um, which is Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård shares a great name with myself. Yes, Skarsgård. He, uh, he's a great actor and um, he's had some unfortunate roles. And when I say that, he's like, he's had these opportunities to make big breaks. I mean, in True Blood, I think he's fantastic as Eric, like one of the standout characters of that show before it went to shit. But... Uh, he was also Tarzan in the sort of failed Tarzan. Yeah, he did some stupid uh, things. Reboot that happened. It was in that. Um, um, it was in that fucking. Is it Battleship? Is that was that that was the movie? Was maybe? It? Like, I didn't see that shit. I don't no, I know, I, but I I, but like stupid films like that, and like Godzilla versus Kong, and like just these massive, big, explode explodey movies. You know, he's ripped as though, and he's perfect for this sort of role because he is obviously of nordic descent um and the thing that i you know if you haven't seen the trailer for this film guys just type in the north man so um, the thing with the trailer right um so yeah look so basically he comes back and it's a it's a revenge mission for alexander yeah but um thing with the trailer is it felt so I'm, i'm very much getting the sense that it's it's not as it's not as bizarre and weird as Robert Eggers' other films, um, you know. Mm. Which are The Lighthouse Lighthouse and The Witch. And The Witch, both of which are fantastic. I love both of those films. Um, But they're they're very, very creepy and disturbing movies. Mm. This doesn't quite have the same vibe, but it still has, even in the trailer, you get this, you get this sense. Like, there's a very Eggersian I'm gonna I'm gonna put that forward as a verb, Egersian um, type of shot. Egersian. Like, Let's go with the Gersian. That sounds good. It's like um, a shot of somebody kind of looking directly at the camera and like they're shrouded in darkness and just sort of saying lines with like great sort of emphasis and yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's it's a he weird used, shot. He uses supernatural elements very well in his films but in a way that is like it even in a film like the witch and this is no spoiler you see a character in the first few minutes of the witch you don't see them but you see them in commas that's the witch okay so you know there's supernatural elements at play but the whole time oh, that's why they that call it film, that. yeah the whole time you watch that film you're like doubting it you're like is, is this actually happening like is this is this in their heads and then with the lighthouse you've got the same situation it's uh, 
very psychological fucked up film where you're constantly like what the fuck is going on here like and you're constantly questioning everything and i think this is going to be i don't want to say shakespearean again because obviously there are some supernatural elements in shakespeare especially with things like Macbeth and the witches and wah, wah, wah. And it feels to me like this is going to be, yes, a revenge story, but it's going to be fucking creepy. And there's going to be some Nordic sort of mysticism in there. And it's going to be fucked up and it's going to be amazing. The cinematography looks incredible. It looks, the first time I saw 300 or trailer for 300, I was like, wow, I've never seen cinematography like that before. And then with this, I'm not saying it's like 300. It's just got the same effect of like an epic, epic revenge and war story, which has cinematography that I've never seen before. So I'm I'm really interested to see it. Um, and, and I don't think we have to wait long. Is it is it April? I think it might be um, April. Yeah, yeah. It's coming, I think, April. End of April, I think. Yeah. So we'll 100% review that. I mean, I know we didn't review The Witch and we didn't review The Lighthouse because unfortunately there was a delayed release here in Australia. But um, we will 1 million percent be reviewing that, uh, The North Man by Robert Eggers. Some, the some good Rotten Tomatoes results there. Go on. 1 million percent. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. Maximum it's, reviews. It's more, that's better than maximum reviews in a way. Um, but yeah. I mean, look, the other way of looking at it is that it's the Lion King in Iceland, isn't it? Yeah. And Iceland, as you know, I've been Gareth. It's a fucking cool place. Um, you're very jealous of that, aren't you? Jealous oh, of my Iceland trip. Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, and the other thing that you mentioned about it being written by like an Icelandic poet is the thing that artists from Iceland do really well, whether it's music, uh, literature, mu- uh, you know, other forms of poetry um, and novels. <laughs> you're about to say music, music really... again, you? Music, yeah, literature, mu- music, music, music again. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was. I was like, I was like, I was thinking like Bjork. I was like, music again. Music. Um, and Bjork's in this, by the way. Bjork's in this, by the way. Yeah. Um, what I what I find fascinating about them is they always tie whatever they're writing down to their landscape because the landscape in Iceland is so fantastic and the history. Uh, it just it's just otherworldly, and that really comes through in a lot of stuff that they do. So I hope that comes through in this movie. And I hope they really capture the essence of Iceland because it looks fucking awesome. And if not, there are characters in it called things like Thorvaldur Giant Crusher, which, you know. That's what you want. That's what you want. And that's very, uh, speaking of giant crushes. <laughs> there you go. We are segueing okay. between these. <laughs> we are. These are some good segues. Uh, let's talk about something that started this podcast. Despicable and... me. <laughs> yes, Gru was a fan favorite amongst all of us. No, um... Game of Thrones. Now, anyone who is a long-time listener will know that this podcast started its very humble roots in my bedroom uh, with the five of us gathered around my bed. Well, I wasn't. Uh, very, very pissed. That sounds sounds like it's going somewhere. Uh, talking about Game of Thrones. Season seven of Game of Thrones, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we, and, we jumped um, in where every good podcast does. Season seven. Yeah, well, we... We just thought, fuck it, guys, should we do a podcast? And then we started talking about something that we're incredibly passionate about, and that is Game of Thrones. Um, if you haven't heard those first episodes, uh, it's it's worth it, guys, for an absolute laugh. Obviously, everything's on iTunes and Spotify. So scroll back to episode one. The audio quality, I apologize. We were literally crowded around my bed, as I said, 
with one microphone. I was Skyping um, in. Yeah, Gaz was Skyping in from Australia. And we were talking about um, Game of Thrones. And you'll hear that we're a bit pissed a lot. And we're just talking like mates. And that is essentially how this podcast died. And it's really fun. Um, so go check all of our Game of Thrones content out um, if you want a good laugh. Um, but we were extremely passionate about that. Mm. And and it's it's not over, Gareth. It's coming back. Now, we thought that when we saw the finale of Game of Thrones, and look, it's very divisive. We, If you listen to our coverage of season eight of Game of Thrones, first three episodes, we're ecstatic. Uh, last three episodes, bordering on flipping the table, rage, um, especially the finale. Um, definitely we're book purists over the show. So I kind of feel that we felt a little betrayed by the ending, even though we don't know it yet because the book's still yeah, out. Mean, Thank you, at, George. At this least, is mental. At least the show managed to finish it, even if it was dreadful. Yeah, yeah. But I hope that the series is remembered for the true ending, which I, I I don't think will be too different, but at least we'll get some better context and a bit better reasoning lead up to, to the end. Reasoning lead up and, and general, like it, it takes time. It doesn't just get rushed out the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we have been treated to the fact that HBO, because Game of Thrones was the biggest success in its history and probably the biggest global show of all time. Uh, they greenlit several writers, including George, who is involved with multiple of these projects. Can you just write the books, please, up... George? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To come up with several different ideas for spin-off shows. Uh, now, Jon Snow working at it's... Walmart. There's, uh, <laughs> there's one of Arya going to yeah. going to college. That's a good one. Oh God, um, wherever she's gone, across the sea. Melisandre um, going going on holiday. There's a one of her going to the beach. That's that's a, a good episode as well. George was involved in one that was actually they shot a pilot for it. It was called The Long Night, and it focused uh, on the Age of Heroes, roughly ten thousand years before the events of Game of Thrones. People like Bran the Builder, these legendary heroes who originally fought off the White Walkers the first time. Um, which I thought would actually be really cool because there'd be lots of magic, uh, these legendary heroes, the starting of the Night's Watch. There's some really cool elements in there. Unfortunately, HBO watched the pilot episode, uh, which had some fantastic talent attached to it, act, act, you know, actors and actresses. And um, they they binned it, Gareth. They said, nope, don't want to finance that anymore. They spent like $10 million on that episode dollars and they said that nah, we're not going to do this. we're not going to do this series anymore why so they moved on uh who knows maybe they felt it was too similar to the show that had just happened because it's the same threat um and you know the outcome i think that makes sense but, actually i mean look it may, yeah so what they did is they shifted focus and they have announced filmed the whole thing now the whole season not just the pilot released a trailer for Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Gods. Kings. 
This is going to involve a lot of special effects. The budget is a huge because this is about, uh, you know, George R. R. Martin's book, Fire and Blood. Uh, it is the history of House Targaryen. Okay. Which is fascinating, Gareth. It is genuinely fascinating. And let's be honest, uh, House Targaryen, along with the Starks, is the coolest of all of the houses. I mean, easily. Y- yes. They, they, they have they fucking get to dragons. dragons like. <laughs> They're dragon riders. Um, so the reason we're really Although passionate I am, about this I do quite we, like the Tullys. They have a fish. They have a fish. Ah, oh, the Freys are my favourite. They've got some towers. <laughs> towers. <laughs> useless. Shit, bridge. There are some fucking Folk. useless houses that you never even see in the show, but, you know, we'll get on to that later. Um, but this is really exciting because we actually know a lot of the lore um, uh, that this is going to be, you know, turning to. Mm. So... This is 300-ish years before the events of Game of Thrones. Um, it's going to cover major battles like the Dance of Dragons, the Targaryen yeah. Civil War, which is fucking awesome. It's literally dragon warfare in the sky. It's crazy, right? Uh, you've got the Doom of Valyria, which sees um, basically a lot of... I don't know um, how they're going to do this. The Doom of Valyria, like the way that it's spoken about in, in the books. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's crazy. It's chaos. It's it's like when the dinosaurs got hit by a meteor. It feels like that. You know what I mean? And it's basically Valyria is where the Targaryens come from. They are a house within uh, the Valyrian society. Um, but they actually leave and head to Dragonstone. So we'll probably see Dragonstone again, Gareth, I'm sure. Um, we're going to have amazing dragons. And, and to put this in context... A dragon like Beleriand the Dread, which is going to be one of the key dragons in this show, um, is about six or seven times the size of Drogon. Mm-hmm. Right? And Drogon's, Bel- Drogon's sizable. Dro- <laughs> He's a big one. Um, but Beleriand the Dread, if you remember Game of Thrones, was the big skull that they kept in the catacombs underneath that they kept walking past every now and then. Um so the scope of this is huge. Um, and and the thing that's really fascinating to me about it is just, like we said, we know these events and a lot of Game of Thrones people will know these events. But there's going to be so much backstabbing. There's going to be, you know, your, your politics involved, your warmongery involved, all the things that we love the show for, plus dragons. And when I say dragons, it's not three dragons this time. I think there's going to be something like 16 to 20 dragons uh, in this show that's fascinating that's awesome yeah it's it's very cool um i think um there's there's some some good there's some good talent attached to it as well but like sort of like big british tv talent 
if you know what I mean. Matt Smith, like Matt Smith, Doctor Who himself, um, Olivia Cook, the Queen herself, um, the uh, Paddy Considine's in it. Um, so there's there's um, there's some great actors in there. Uh, you're right, like this this stuff. This um, I think I think the the story here is awesome, and it's hinted at a lot in the Song of Ice and Fire books, um, but also if you've ever read the Duncan Egg, the the Duncan and Egg stories, um, yeah, the the hedge the hedge knight, the hedge um, knight. That's a bit kind of closer in time, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of references to stuff that's going to be happening here. Um, so. Yeah, I'm interested to know whether they're gonna, you know, how many series they see this being, whether they see it being, you know, the Doom of Valyria at the start and like High Valyria, then moving to, you know, the invasion of Westeros um, and basically dominating, you know. Torrin Stark bending the knee, all of this sort of stuff that we know happens to for the Targaryens to become the rulers of the Seven Kingdoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then then they go into the Targaryen Civil War. Yes. You know, the Blackfire Rebellion. The Blackfire Rebellion. Now, yeah. So there's so much good stuff in there. Yeah. Like, just... The, and the politics of the how the other houses, like you know the Starks, the Lannisters, the Baratheons, who get forged by essentially being with Targaryens and stuff. Like the history of the houses is fantastic and so interesting. Um, so I, I'm really excited, and I know that as a group we could not be more excited about covering <laughs> sort of a world and a universe with these characters in. I mean, because- if we, if we were to, if we were to like pick anything that could come out for us to cover it would be more song of ice and fire more game, game of thrones, thrones yeah. world stuff like that's that's what we want i i mean i actually i really want the hedge knight to be made but it's that's a way that's a way Gar- smaller well, budget um well listen kind of show so this is one of as i said i think four other prequel series being or series not necessarily a prequel being uh written currently and, and they are being written concurrently hedge knight is a hundred percent one of those that is being written so whether or not it gets the green light i think this show is going to be really important to see if if the if the world of westeros can grow you know because it had the game of thrones had a bit of a damp ending that people were very lukewarm to it's been Three years now, two years, it's fizzled out. You know, can this recapture people's imagination? If it does, then I can see more of these shows, you know, being released. George R. R. Martin has actually said he's seen the pilot and said it's fantastic and one of the closest things that he can think of to what he'd written, which is interesting and I think good. Um, well, it is because he's, he's been honest in the past. Like he has said, <laughs> mm. this is a bit shit. Um, yeah, he didn't like the ending. Yeah, uh, so he didn't like the way that. Yeah, so I think you know he he would he would tell us if he didn't like it. Um, he would tell us specifically, Gaz and Len. I don't like it. Um, yeah, and his episodes that he's written um, are always some of the highlights of each season. And towards the end, he wasn't writing. 
Yeah, exactly. Any episodes. He, yeah. And you could tell. You could tell. You could tell. Like, the episodes where he was heavily involved, there was dialogue literally lifted from his pages, but just slightly tweaked, and it made perfect sense, and everything was concurrent, and it was the characters had motivations, and it made sense. When, you know, Benioff and Weiss went off on their own, they could create some very interesting things, and some scenes I really enjoyed that they created. But when they started getting towards the end and they just like, I just need to get this done, any subtlety went out the window. And uh, a lot of these characters were making absolutely ludicrous decisions that we could not believe in the time span for them to change from their other decisions. It made no sense. Well, and the, so, other, the other kind of quick thing that's that's a big difference here is that the ending already exists for, <laughs> for, any, for whoever wants to make this. Like it's... Um, you know how it ends you know how it ends which is that's a thing that's come up a bit today but it given how game of thrones went and ended given their their lack of their lack of direction from the um the the, the original text this is probably yeah it's a good change it's a good thing in this case yeah yeah no more guessing games um there will be twists and turns and there's a lot of politics involved but at least like you said we're, we're not going to be left i don't think we'll be left disappointed with this one I, I i think if anything people's enthusiasm for the world might just not be there anymore however i feel like if it captures the essence of westeros again and those geopolitics and everything with the houses and dragons now i think we're in for a really good show so I, i'm really excited to, to cover it with, with you guys again on a weekly drunk and i think we just get back on the booze for this one just let it devolve into chaos again like it used to gather gather said around my bed this time hmm, yeah and if you haven't heard uh, those early episodes and you want a treat to see where this podcast came from go check out episodes like one two three four five six all those ones terrible audio quality i apologize but as i said bloody good content in my opinion and i love listening to them every now and then just to see where we've come from <laughs> because <laughs> it is funny man like john's pissed all the time you should listen to him pissed and angry sham. Oh, he's pissed at, well he's pissed and happy <laughs> when it's a good episode but when he's angry god you you'll know about it so yeah all right gareth what's your second uh thing that you bring in to the table here for 2022 there's a lot to choose from there's there's some stuff coming out uh this year um but let's talk about another film yeah or nope <laughs> yay gonna, or nope we're gonna talk about nope um yeah we're gonna talk about nope did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse and that man is my great great grandfather great there's another great grandfather But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pitches could move, we had skin in the game.
was a bad miracle. They got work for that. So Nope is the unusually named film um, or next film by, by Jordan Peele. Um, I love the name. Do you? I, I, I don't, but I also because it doesn't bother me. But it's I, I imagine that it's said like this, like nope, yeah, uh-uh. yeah, 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 going near that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I, I noped out of there for sure. Like that's absolutely what it's about. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, it's not it's not particularly evocative though, is it? Like it doesn't. Mm, I think it is. Okay, makes it sound silly. Don't you think? But Jordan Peele's got... Uh, he's, he is quite silly in a way. It's silly horror, but it's good. You know what I mean? I know There's what you so mean. so many silly elements. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and it, it sort of... It almost... Like, Get Out is a bit of a silly name as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But look, I'm not here to critique the film. I'm here because uh, I'm excited about the film, actually. Um, it's... I don't know how much you know about this, but it seems to have been shrouded in a lot of mystery and deliberately not a lot has been given away about it. Um, essentially, it's I think it's it's set somewhere in it's in a southern state somewhere um, in a ra- on a ranch. Yeah, really cool, um, yeah. which is a, a cool setting. Um, so it's like a small, small town America. Um and there is some kind of supernatural or abnormal event that seems to be originating aliens. in the sky. Um, I think it's aliens. All right. Well, okay. That's my guess. Aliens. Sorry. I, I, aliens Aliens did it. Um, no, I just think, look at if you guys look at the trailer, I think to me, it it alien invasion sort of thing, like signs, but on steroids is kind of what I'm thinking. But who knows? It could be way off. Jordan Peele has fooled me many a time. Yeah, I mean, I just think, um, like again, just in the trailer, there's some some brilliant sort of cinematography or like style oh, yeah. that's in there. Like, there's this 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 feature, this theme of those like wavy inflatable arm. Yeah, man. I love it. And I know, get your wavy inflatable arm man right now. And the, like they they just keep appearing in this trailer like they 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 keep popping up and it's bizarre and it's so like weird and uncanny and like and creepy and i have no idea like how significant they're going to be but they also make an appearance on like the main the the big poster for the film as well so um i feel like they're they're going to be there for you know visual purposes but um yeah, I want to know what they do. What's, what's what are they doing? What are they doing in there? Creepy little inflatable arms. Having a great things. time. 
having a great always, time. Always, um, always, no matter what. Now, I'm I'm really excited for this film. Um, if it's aliens, I'm buzzing because I love anything with aliens. Like I'm just sucker for sci-fi, um, especially fucked up weird sci-fi. But I I I love Jordan Peele's filmmaking. Like now, I don't think Us is as good as Get Out. And some people will argue to the ends of the earth that it's better. Um, I think they're wrong. I think I think Us had so many good things going for it, and it is weird. Um, but for me, it, it fell a bit flat at times, and it didn't live up to my weird expectations. I agree. I think amazing Us, trailer that was released. Us has like some moments in it that are phenomenal and like some some little visual moments in particular that i'm like this is so good um and probably it has it has better individual moments than get out but get out is a far more coherent film oh as yeah. a whole get get out you know i i rewatched that quite a lot i, I think it's it's creepy but it's got some really weird funny moments in it it's got society there's some com- really good commentary in it like it's just a great film and a horror done in a way that we hadn't necessarily seen before and that's what i like about jordan peele you know his, his reversion of the candy man you know I, I like the way the guy does horror it's very good um you know i didn't love the twilight zone stuff but there's moments in there like most Twilight Zone episodes, <laughs> there's moments where you're like, that's a cool episode. Um, but he's he's got something. Like people who say he's overrated, are, I think, are way wrong. I think he definitely brings a whole fresh perspective to the genre and creates his own sort of genre in a way because some of this stuff is just bizarre. Well, he comes from a, know, a comedy I, background, doesn't he? Like, and I love Key and Peel. They crack me up but, so much. But this is the point. Like... Um... I think I think you can see that influence. Not not that it's like it's not that it's comedy horror, but it's just like um, there are there are certain ways of like framing and um, the the way that sort of suspense pays off. It's almost like it's a punchline yeah. if you know if you know what yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. Rather than it being a like a a build up to a jump, a jumpy moment, a jump scare. It's it's not like that. Um and yeah, I it you're right. It brings a fresh perspective to a genre that needs more fresh perspectives. There's there are a yeah, few I think, people doing that. Well, I, I, but... Yeah. I think horror is in a good place at the moment. I, I I think there's enough going on with streaming services like Shudder and the sort of independent horror that's been made with our boy Ari Aster doing, you know, psychological fucked up horror with analog horror that you've mentioned on this podcast before and, and young inspiring filmmakers doing that. And also with Jordan Peele, I think horror is in a fantastic, fantastic place at the moment. Um, it's definitely not I think, stagnant. I think you have to look for it though. That's the thing because it's still, if you, if you just go mainstream horror, if you put in horror films, you're going to get the usual, and it's going to be saturated by typical jump scary films like that. You know what I told you? You know what I told you? You mainstream, main mass public mass horrors. Public horrors. You mass public horrors. You know, uh, Quiet Place Two, for example. But that is actually a very good film uh, that has a lot of heart. Um, but that's what we mean. But yeah, I think horror is in a good place, um, and I, I really am excited to see this film. Uh, we'll definitely review it on the podcast. So don't worry, everyone. 
Um, yeah, that's good one, Gareth. I like that. Uh, hopefully, it's aliens. So, <laughs> if it is, I hope it's brilliant. a giant, wavy, inflatable arm man. Could be like in Rick and Morty, like show me what you got. Oh. Giant head, something comes in. Isn't and that like get swifty? Doesn't that doesn't that concept terrify? Like something of like a planetary scale appearing in the sky. Oh, yeah, that's what have we covered this year, Gareth? That had that in it. Rick and Morty. No, Eternals. When Ashram turns up, the Celestial. Oh God, how could I have end. forgotten Eternals? <laughs> how could you have forgotten that totally forgettable movie? But you're right. Anyway. Like, if there was anything to remember, it is that the like giant scale yeah, things. The visual was cool. But yeah, I'm going to give some honourable mentions to things that are on our radar. This is what I like. You know, this if you imagine a radar going around, these these are popping up as little dots. Beep 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 beep. beep. Stranger um, Things. And that, well, obviously, we have covered Stranger Things in the past, Gareth. Do I think we'll cover Stranger Things in the same way again? Probably not. Do I think we will do a Stranger Things one episode review for season four? Probably, because I feel that Netflix screw us over by releasing it all at once. So, yes, I would say that we're excited for Stranger Things. Oh, well, I, I am. Also say I love that it. I think it's petered out. I think the enthusiasm of Stranger Things, even though season three was great, it's been so long now, obviously because of COVID and whatnot. I will get excited again when I watch it. I know I will. But right now, excitement level is pretty low on that one, Gareth, I'd have to say. And I reckon the rest of the team would probably probably agree with me. All right, well, I'll do that one. Lucy can Uh, do Lord of the Rings and I'll do Stranger Things. Okay, all right, good. Good to know. I'll put you down for that one, writing it down right now. Um, I've got here a couple of shows which uh, I've talked about on the show before. Uh, the Boys. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're sick of superhero stuff, um, and yes, the Batman is coming out, and yes, it is getting amazing reviews, and yes, we are going to be reviewing it. Uh, I'll get onto that at the end of the podcast about why that review is going to be slightly delayed. Um, turns out that superhero stuff isn't dead guys because there are fun and interesting ways to tackle a very tired tired genre um if you want the most fun disgusting sort of real look at superheroes you need to watch the boys brilliant brilliant show funny well written gory as fuck crazy characters um Basically, superheroes are like this corporation that get rented out to different states and companies and they have profile. And it's just a great way of looking at the superhero genre. Uh, And season three comes out this year. So binge season one, binge season two. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. If you like Marvel and you like uh, DC and all that stuff, and a lot of our listeners do, please check out The Boys. You haven't watched it, have you, Gareth? I watched the first two episodes a while ago um okay okay it was good you're gonna gonna you're gonna watch episode three and four yeah one day you just give up one day give one day okay you just give up on a show after two episodes ah uh, well i had to start watching the crown so oh my god this is what i have to deal with here you'll be the death of this podcast you will all right um not when, Gareth, not when the I crown interest... season five comes out i'll be oh yeah we're not covering that tell that <laughs> listeners we are not covering that um Halo, Gareth. You're yeah. interested in Halo. I do, I do. Even though I'm not, um, you know, an Xbox kid, um, I'm still interested to see 
how this goes. I I have fond memories of being, you know, 13 years old and playing, playing multiplayer. Playing multiplayer with you. With uh, us, yeah. Some kids back home. Yeah. That was, those, those are fun times. Oh, unbelievable. Like, Halo is an amazing game and the lore and the universe that Halo exists within is extensive and brilliant. Um, just the general extensive storytelling. And that's yeah. that's on the poster. Nice. Uh, five bloobs. Yeah, no, maximum reviews. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes um, because there's been rumours of a show for a very long time. It's never happened. It's finally happening. The trailer looked very good. Master Chief looked very cool. So even got Cortana in there. I think the, I think this is about how they find the Halo ring, which is taking the lore quite back to the original, uh, which is really good. So I'm excited. I think I think this show could be good. That's going to be on Paramount Plus, which I also have subscribed to these days uh. for Yellow Jackets. But now I'm uh, holding on to it for Halo. So that's good. I have too many subscriptions. We've been through this too many times. I really need to sort that out. Can you just send I'm me so your login bad. details, please? And Nope. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh. See what I did there? Oh. Yeah. Good then. Good. Um, and finally, uh, just want to talk about Obi-Wan, which me and John have talked about recently on the Book of Boba Fett. It's coming out May 25th, Gareth. I think they missed a trick by not bringing it out May 4th, didn't you? I mean, why? Like... If you're gonna bring it why out, why didn't they then do that? Just <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know why they can we, didn't do can that. Can we do this? Can we do this three weeks earlier? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Surely episode one's ready by then. Do you know what I mean? Like not 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 the Phantom Menace. I mean episode one of Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I'm buzzing for this. I know you haven't seen the Book of Boba Fett yet, but after watching that, you know, I'm just so excited to see you McGregor back as Obi Wan fighting. Darth Vader at the height of his powers. It's going to be amazing, guys. Like, just, just absolutely mind, mind boggling. Is he going to be singing? Oh, and John covers while he does it. You can tell everybody. It's just. Is that is that you and McGregor? Name is it Moulin Rouge? No. Ah, yeah. No, I love Moulin Rouge. Yeah, good point. There you go. Um, you could do. You could do it. There could be singing involved, Gareth. Some of the best shows of all time have had a musical episode scrubs <laughs> buffy next right. bring on obi-wan some of the best shows of all time scrubs and buffy scrubs i mean they're good shows. scrubs they're good shows. one of the best comedies of all time buffy vampire slayer is easily one of the best shows of all time Gareth. this is a, come on this is such i mean i don't know this is this is you isn't it, is it everything's the best show correct i am the hype man and there's no john here to rein me in no so I, I got carte blanche. Let you go wild. You know, mental. Exactly. Um, feral, if you will. Um, so, yeah, Obi-Wan, Disney, May 25th, not May the 4th. Crying shame. Absolutely crying shame. So, Gareth, I was going to talk about The Last of Us, but unfortunately, um, that's been delayed-ish to 2023, I believe. Now, look, guys, if The Last of Us HBO show comes out in 2022, we are on it like Sonic. That is something that gets oh, me Sonic. very Sonic 2. excited. <laughs> yeah, Sonic 2. Um, but yeah, Last of Us probably going to be 2023, early 2023. So we'll probably be doing that that year. Um, that's it. That's our preview. So we've got The Rings of Power, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Nope, The Northman, The Boys, Season 3, Halo, and Obi-Wan. 
they are our hot picks for 2022. Not bad selection, I if I do say. Oh, and and Stranger Things, which I am not very excited for, but probably will be very soon. Anything else, Gareth? You you happy with that list? Uh, I think that's a comprehensive list. Yeah, no, very, very happy. Pretty with that. comprehensive. That's going to take up a lot of our time. Yeah, Penny. I haven't got time for anything else. So definitely <laughs> nothing else to add. No. Definitely don't add anything to that list. Uh, so guys, let's talk about our big review coming up in a few weeks time of the Batman. Early reviews are in. Looks good, guys. Looks good. Unfortunately, me and Gareth um have to we're on hiatus cuddle each other we've been put we're on, on hiatus. hiatus yeah we have to cuddle each other for a few weeks i didn't agree to until, that yeah until john gets here so basically guys really good news john is coming to australia to visit us uh just us um <laughs> uh and whilst he's here we are gonna what finally for the first time go camping no together joke, all three yeah go camping all three of us for the first time in what must be nine years, all three of us together are going to the cinema together. The last film I think we all went to the cinema together to see was Man of Steel. No joke. <laughs> was I was thinking, it, yeah, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, that was like nine years ago. So we are not going to be reviewing the Batman straight away. We apologize for that, but we want to bring you. Uh, the most excited and fun experience, which is us guys watching it together and then having some beers after and reviewing this and reviewing the film. So that that'll be out in about maybe a week or two, maybe a week and a half, two weeks after the Batman is released. That gives a lot of you plenty of time to see it, uh, and it gives us time to then, you know, do a full spoiler cast uh, where we can talk about everything in the film and what we think. But early impressions seem very good. And I am very, very excited. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not one. I'm not one to sort of go into things with too high expectations where possible. But it's kind of getting hard not to with this. the The noise around it is, it is exceptionally positive. The buzz, the buzz is the buzz. is loud. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm sort of I'm trying to stop reading stuff about it now because. I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah, I'm not going to read anything else from now on. I, I I saw initial reviews and some Twitter thoughts, and I'm leaving it at that. But yeah, that's in a few weeks, guys. So keep an eye out for that one. Thank you to everyone for your fantastic support on Patreon. You can sponsor us by going to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Uh, if you want us to cover a lot of these shows throughout the year and films... Uh, any financial donations make a huge difference uh, and enable us to do that. Um, to buy this popcorn. This is our full-time job. And chocolate. Buy popcorn and chocolate, which I mix together. It forms a beautiful... All right, quick quick test for you. Sugary mess. I, I know that that's your cinema tradition. What's my cinema tradition? Oh, you're really fucking boring. You get like ice cream. Do you get ice cream? Boring. Correct. Well done. It's boring though, isn't it? It's not boring. Anyway. It's lovely. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you, listeners. Patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Please do like, share and review the podcast if you can get time to do so. We value any feedback, good or bad, but please do let it only be good. <laughs> Thank you, Gareth, for joining me today in this uh, look into the future. Where we back go to the back future. to the shows of the future. Shows of the future. That's right. Thanks, Gaz. Uh, catch you on the next one. I'll see you in the cinema, mate, after our cuddle session.